This is the sounds of Philadelphia, remember? I'm still here. I am carefully walking home. The place where I live, or the neighborhood I live in, there are not um, stoplights, there are stop signs and crosswalks, and then in the night I always feel like the cars aren't going to see me, but, you know, it generally works out. I am done with school for the day, and I am walking through the neighborhood, and um, I had a nice uh, meal with classmates from the incoming cohort, Nicola and Jason, and we had a nice chat with Blakeney earlier, who's one of Jason's housemates. We had a lecture this evening from, I'm not going to get the last name, a scholar and visual artist and writer, Camila. Wow, I'm so sorry. I'll come back to you hopefully next week with the last name. But they, um, we've actually heard from Camila twice this summer. And um, wow, Camila is quite a word fountain. I mean, it's just incredible the speed and dexterity of Camila's verbal skill. And it was nice to see in this lecture um, the work that she makes. Anyways, I had a really nice walk and sort of a meal with Nicola and Jason, though they didn't eat. Oh, no, no. Jason had salad. I had pizza. Nicola had already had some tater tots or something. Um, It's getting close to the end. It's two weeks away. I'm um, not ready, Um, but... There is something, you know, there is, there is text and there are some images and it is an InDesign document or two. And um, wow, there's a big, a lot of trucks. I'm not sure what they're doing. Um, But I had to detour around some cones. All right. Uh, so, anyways, today was a meeting with Nick Mouse, my thinking partner, in the morning, followed by three hours of thesis workshop, which is time spent in a kind of computer atrium room where we, where we ask questions about InDesign and look at other people's artist books to get inspiration for how to be graphic designers Um, and I mean I have so much sympathy for all of us because you know I supposedly went to design college though you know not communication design or graphic design I mean it's all sort of in some way tied together but I'm struggling can only imagine Um, how stressful it must be for people who are really dance practitioners but I you know maybe not maybe maybe it's freeing to have not had an education or feel any kind of pressure towards um, 
you know, something looking good or whatever. Anyways, all the books always turn out kind of great. And uh, what else is happening? We had a very nice presentation yesterday in Tommy's class from classmates. And we did, it was about, um, it was in response to the dances that describe themselves, which is... um, God, I'm really struggling with names tonight. Susan Lee Foster? A book about um, many things. The economics of dance. and But, you know, through intimate stories about Richard Bull, who was a choreographer who designed or imagined a kind of, like, emancipated structure for dance in the 70s and 80s in New York. And, you know was one of the loft dance artists who really believed that dance outside of um, conventional economic systems and conventional choreographic systems was possible. Um, So very interesting book. And, And then we had improvised offerings from classmates in the form of, um, an open, a Google document we were all invited to participate in asking questions to the dance that we were that was about to or hmm, how do I say this we're asking questions of the dance that describes itself we were describing the dance and asking it questions and then we did the dance as led by the masterful Kyle Clark hip-hop practitioner and teacher, educator, and Kyle led us through kind of hip-hop structure, improvised circle. And then Katie led us through um, a kind of following unit, improvised structure, where we tried to move as a group with no instruction or leader. So it was good. It really, like, brought us into the text, and we had an interesting conversation about time, And I think I have a million mosquito bites. It's really, really mosquito season, but the temperature is pretty good tonight. Not sweltering, not too humid. Um, I am, I just want to get something done. I want to get, I want to get this book done. I got my artist talk done. I gave a talk on, I'm at my stoop, three, seven. I almost told you the code. Um, But I won't tell you where I live. So. Come up. I got got up the stairs. Quiet house. So, I'm up the stairs now. I'm turning on the light. Um, I gave an artist talk, which was where I did a keynote presentation of 
um, my life, sort of, or, you know, mostly things <clears throat> related to or relevant to my thesis work, thesis work. And um, I shared an evening with Katie and Katie Vickers, and then the following evening was <clears throat> Cece Kelly, who's a commercial choreographer, which was exciting to see a presentation about that, because, you know, we were in, all in school together all the time. We just, like, don't know things about one another in terms of the work we've done. So it's really exciting when these artist talks happen. You actually get to see images and footage of the careers of all these people. And, you know, ha having been in New York for a while and, and been running in a, a sort of small circle of dance, I mean, what so sometimes seems like pretty big, but in reality is very small. Um, you know, I feel... Uh, I feel it sort of goes without saying like what the kind of work that I do in dance when I'm talking to people or talking to other dance people, but that's just not the case in this environment. You know, I'm not known and none of us are kind of known to the others, which is exciting. Um, Kyle showed us <clears throat> um, about his entire career and winning these incredible hip hop battles around the world. And, um, you know, you get a sense about these things. Like, you know, last summer when Kyle would dance for his assignments in Ishmael's class, I was like, oh, some, something's up here. Like, I don't know the story, but like, this is serious. And so to finally hear the story and be like, oh, you're literally world champion hip hop battler. I was like, I'm not surprised. You literally are one of the best dancers in the world that I've ever seen. So um, what else is going on this week? I hear from friends that there's a new season of that <clears throat> Heidi Klum Tim Gunn making the cut show is that what it's called I don't remember but I'll get to it when when um I'm done here and then maybe I'll make some comment on making the cut what else can I tell you this week well Pam Tanowitz's show has come and gone from Bard um, Harriet and I are preparing for a couple of other things <clears throat> that I feel very far away from right now, but at a certain point I have to face the music and try to remember that I have a job. If you... If you are sensing that I'm slowing down... It's because I laid on my bed and my body is like kind of like one of those dolls with the eyes that shut when you when you make them horizontal and um, if you lay me down I'll fall asleep um, at any rate I'll do my best to stay awake for several more minutes with you 
Um, thank you to those of you who checked in last week because I sounded sort of, you know, at my end last week. Not, not angry, just tired. Um, hi, Will. Hi, Evan. Mona? This is, I think, a new friend from um, Germany who's been writing some kind of fantastical messages via Instagram. I welcome fantastical messages. Please send them. Have you ever sent fan mail to anybody? I'd like to also know about that. If you want to tell me a story about fan mail, I'll read it live on the air. Um, Have I ever sent fan mail? I've written some very heartfelt letters to, you know, people in my community about having really enjoyed things, offerings. Um, I'm trying to think if I've ever written an actual fan letter to somebody. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever, like, posted a letter to a movie star or, um like Amy Sedaris, although I did go to um, an Amy Sedaris book signing once, which felt like the most kind of fanatical thing I've ever done, to like wait in a line to get a book signed and a picture taken with Amy Sedaris. But, you know, that's when I first moved back to New York from having been away for so many years in, in other places, you know, Calgary, Columbus, Westchester, Michigan... Princeton, Seattle. So it was, you know, coming back to New York and really, really living here as an adult, I was like, oh my gosh, there's just so many things to do, you know? So to hear about an Amy Sedaris book signing, I thought, well, I have to do that. I mean, obviously something I would never consider doing now to stand in a line for basically anything. Though I do see grown adults standing in lines for restaurants all the time and to get into clubs which can you imagine standing in a line to go into a place that is dark incredibly loud so loud in fact that you know you're guaranteed ear damage unless you bring earplugs and you know the whole the whole concept is that you're going in to dance around is there is there any space to dance no no but i I'll say that I did my fair share of dancing in my mid to late 20s when I, again, when I first moved back to New York. And um, it was fun. It was fun. I'll tell you a story. This is embarrassing. I'll tell you two stories. So we used to go dancing at um, this club called Greenhouse. And the party was called Van Damme because it was on Van Damme Street. And which is literally around the corner from where I live now. I mean, if only I had lived where I live now when I was going to this dance party every Sunday, that would have been a dream come true because my tired arse was uh, dragging myself home in the middle of the night to deep, deep Brooklyn with Drew. I mean, luckily I was with Drew, who was wearing essentially like um a bikini and like eight foot platform heels and we would drag our way back home drew would order some dog food from the as she called it um which would be like chicken over rice um delicious but you know slop 
and um, we'd somehow make our way back home. But at any rate, Van Damme was this like kind of great party that initially was it was a Suzanne Barge party. And it was always like full of drag queens and dancers. It was kind of this like super queer fun night that was like not overpopulated. It was there was space to dance. You could feel I like, you know, kind of opened up in terms of like feeling sexy about myself a little bit. And, um, I one t- okay, one time I went and I was, my friend Maki was staying with me. She was visiting from France. She was in New York. We had been roommates at the Alberta Ballet. And, and I was like, we got to go out dancing. And we went out, we went with a group and within two to three minutes of arriving at Van Damme, I I started making out with somebody, which had never happened. This is not, I was not the girl who was making out on the dance floor. But that night, I I decided to jump over that hurdle <clears throat> when I was getting eyes from a person and I made out with a person for basically the entire time that I was there. Is that? I mean, it sounds like as I'm saying it, I'm like, this can't be true. This can't be a true story, but it did in fact happen. I should check in with Maki to see her memory of it. Um, I didn't, I never slept with this person. In fact, I never, I think the only ever, I saw them maybe again at that same club or gosh, I don't remember. I do remember running into that person at some point. Um, I think they were a hair cutter. They had beautiful hair. Um, okay. So that's one of my stories, which is embarrassing because I still feel guilty towards my my friend who was visiting me from France, Maki. I'm sorry if you're listening. I actually had a nice um, Zoom call with Maki and two other friends, um, Alexis and Nadia from the Alberta Valley the other day. And Maki is in uh, France and being a professional baker. And she has like um, a restaurant grade kitchen in her little apartment so that she can cook there and just and sell the baked goods from her home, which is amazing. Um, anyways, so the second story I have about Van Damme is that one time I went, this is in later years when the club started to get really crowded. It became a really popular party on Sunday nights. And at one point there was a thing that I would do when I was at this dance party where like I would kind of just walk in circles. I would like, I would go down the stairs. I'd walk through this one dancing room that had kind of more disco vibes. I want to say, although I could be completely wrong because upstairs was more like poppy vibes, but downstairs was more like alternative, whatever that means. And so I'd go down, I'd walk through that room, which was a little bit smaller. I'd walk past this like bathroom area and then I'd go back up the stairs into the main room I'd go up onto this raised area that had sort of metal bars around it walk through there go back down walk through the main space again and then do it then circle back down so that I guess would be happening just because like there were times where I I mean I wasn't drinking so I wasn't waiting around at the bar and I generally wasn't making out with somebody, but you know, except for the one time. And so on this particular occasion, I was walking up those steps toward the like elevated area on the top floor. 
And I guess I brushed up against one of these, like, huge security guards. And uh, they decided that I had groped them or that I had, um, I'd made a kind of pass, which I had not. And they carried me out of the club. When I tell you they carried me, like, I would, this person started kind of, I can't remember if they yelled at me, but there was a kind of like confrontational moment where I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I was whisked out of the club in a moment. And you can't imagine we, we somehow made our way through what was an absolute horde of people, a wall of human beings. And yet this giant person dragged me out of this club in a mere moment. And then I found myself outside of the club and outside of the velvet rope, as one might say. And that's where people would go out to smoke in this like caged in, not caged, but roped in area. And so I saw some people I know who were out there and they were like, what's happening? And I was like, I've been ejected from the club. I absolutely got ejected. And they're like, what did you do? I was like, I didn't do anything. It was a misunderstanding. And, um, I didn't go back in the club. But I do think somebody, maybe David Hallberg, was also ready to leave. David was generally one of the first to go because, um, you know, David valued his rest. And um, even if Mondays, he had a Monday off during uh, the, I think ABT sometimes had Mondays off. Or maybe that's just New York City Ballet. Or maybe David needed to get home because, you know, he had work on Monday. I can't remember. I can't remember, but David probably and I probably went to Bubby's and had pie. Bubby's is this well, was this twenty four hour place in Tribeca that had like great food and delicious pie twenty four hours a day. And I don't think they're twenty four hours anymore. But wow, those were the days. Those were the days. So those are my two. Um, those are my two most exciting Van Damme stories. I can't believe I don't have more making out at club stories. Oh, I did it once in Chicago, actually. Again, I was out with a group of dancers from Lar Lubavitch, and then there were kind of like other dancers from the Chicago dance community out with us. And I think maybe they all were connected through friends we made at the Joffrey Ballet. And then we were all kind of in Boys Town one night and ended up at the some club. I don't know the names of clubs, but it was dancing around and loud music and, you know, um, rupturing eardrums as per usual. But then there was some dancer there and we started making out and we didn't go home together. I don't know. I'm so prudish. Or I was. Anyways. Um, how long has it been? Are you over me? Is this so boring? Um, one time when I was dancing for Shenway, we were in, I'll I'll tell you two stories. Everything's diptychs tonight. So we were in, um, London and after a performance of Connect Transfer at the Barbican, we went out as a flock of, um, dancers with kind of pent up adrenaline And we encountered some kind of pub situation 
in London, and we heard music coming from downstairs. And so Brooke Broussard, uh, one of the more um, outgoing, gregarious of the Shenways, went downstairs, she came back up, she said, um, there's a party, a birthday party, private birthday party, I got us invited. And we we're like, what? She was like, I told them we're dancers. And that we're amazing. And we so we literally went down the stairs to these people's party. We were the only people dancing. And I think we kind of danced our asses off and they didn't offer us cake. And um, that was really fun. And then another crazy story of going out dancing with Shenway. We're in Rome. I believe in Rome we were performing Rite of Spring and Folding or Rite of Spring and Map. I can't remember. But we performed and then we went out to a big gay club, huge gay club, many levels and places to go. And Jenna was there. James was there. Brooke was there. Andrew was there. I think my friend Giles, who was visiting, visiting me in Rome, was there. And we were dancing, 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 dancing. And then we left the club. And Jenna turns to me and she goes, she was like, um, Brooke literally kicked me in the head while we were on the dance floor. And I was like, I couldn't understand how that was even possible. And then she said, yes. And at one point, Brooke literally was like on my shoulders. And I just, wow. Laughter, 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 laughter. So much laughter actually in Rome because Rome was also the afternoon when we decided to do a walk through the Vatican. As you do when you're in Rome. When in Rome, go to the Vatican. I've only been to Rome that one time and I did not do all the tourist things. I did not go to the Colosseum. I did not do a walking tour of fountains or anything like that. I do recall seeing a majestic fountain from a vehicle. But, um, you know, it's exhausting. But the one of the big Tory things we did was we went to the Vatican. We went into the giant basilica and saw those ostentatious marble pillars. And I thought, this is so crazy. And then we... Um, I remember like small stone staircase because I guess that's how you get to the Sistine Chapel? Question mark? It's all very vague. But we got to the Sistine Chapel. You're not supposed to take pictures. Everybody took pictures. And um, when you leave the Sistine Chapel, you need to walk through this series of galleries it's a very 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 long corridor that's interrupted by these galleries and each gallery has a different kind of ephemera and um you know one of the galleries would be like old cassocks in in glass cases and then you go into another one and it would be like um crucifixes then you go into another one and it would be like really crumbled up um busts and then you get to another one and so on and so on and every time we would leave or no every time we would arrive in one of these galleries jenna would we kind of make eye contact and we would mutually decide you know what was the category so we'd be like 
oil paintings or sketches. And then we got to this one and it had vitrines full of things. Um, broken jewelry, pieces of broken pottery. And we walked in and, and I think the both of us were somewhat at a loss in terms of what category are we engaging with right now. And then I think Jenna looked at me and she was like, trinkets. And then from that moment on and for the rest of our lives, trinket became such an important part of speech and one that really could be used as a verb, could be used as a noun, could be used as an adverb, could be used as an adjective. It was, it was everything. I mean, if something, if anything were remotely small, even a movement, it was trinket. It was trinket as an adjective or it, sometimes things were a trinket. Um, people could be trinkets. Obviously objects could be trinkets. And then also you could say that something was trinked out. You know, if 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 you saw a dance and it had a lot of tiny movements, you say, wow, that was really, really trinked out. If somebody was wearing a lot of very small jewelry or had tiny little beads, oh, wow, they were really trinked out. Trinked out. Oh, that dress was trinked out. Um, we had fun. My, my, my. I have a classmate or incoming cohort um, named Uwazi from Texas, and... Um, one of his uh, favorite phrases is my, 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 my. And during the artist talks the other day, I was sitting next to him for CC and Kyle and they got a lot of my, my, my's, which was wonderful. It was a wonderful night. Um, it's been one half of one hour and I need to get back to the computer. So, um... I did a little better than last week and perhaps not as good as the week before in terms of um, making a substantial offering to you, but I had fun and I hope you had a little fun and it really was a little bit of dance and a lot of stuff and um, I had fun reminiscing about my youth, my willingness to go to the club and put my my physical and mental health in danger. Um, I'm not so confident anymore. And that's fine. That's fine. I just had this thought that I'd love to be in the backseat of a car, just headed really anywhere far away and dozing off, looking out the window and then arriving at a place where I'd have my own bedroom and the sound of crickets and um fresh bedding and then um a beautiful meal with warm bread and soup or something I don't know why this got so kind of wintry but I also saw a pool I saw a pool so that's where I am right now I'm desiring um something domestic something remote something peaceful um, and I hope that some of you who are listening right now are, in fact, are experiencing that right now, right? And if you are, just describe it to me. Send me a little description. I just want to, I won't resent it. I, I, I'll let it carry me away.
All right. It's been fun. I had a great time tonight. Je do, je dis, je dore. I didn't sing the song. Oh, excuse me. What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Good night. Oh.